Hello, everyone, and welcome to Wedding Pros. I am your host, Phil Beabout, with my beautiful co-host, Brittany, and today we are talking about our 2022 and closing out the season of this podcast. Cue the intro. Wedding Pros is a place for all like-minded creatives to come together and learn all aspects of a wedding business. I am your host, Phil Beabout, and with me is my ride-or-die and lovely co-host, Brittany. We are wedding filmmakers in New England and love chatting about all things wedding related. We talk about not just the creative sides of our industry, but the business sides as well. Brittany has a background in business marketing, and in a previous life, I led large-scale teams at nuclear power plants with multi-million dollar budgets. We love bringing on guests that are more knowledgeable than us, who can bring different insights to the table. Sit back, grab a pen, and get ready to take some notes. You might want to brace yourself too because we have some real, raw, candid conversations with no filters. So let's get after it. Hello, everyone. All right. What'd you want to talk about? <laughs> Jesus Christ, Phil. <clears throat> what do you what do you mean? What don't you don't you Jesus Christos me? I uh there is a lag for some reason between the two of us, and mind you, we're like 20 feet away from each other. So yay. I was just joking with somebody about how, uh, I've done, this is podcast number 85, how we were 84 episodes in and I still manage to fuck things up. Whether it's with somebody else's audio or something, you'd think by now I would know somewhat what I was doing, but nope. Eh, it happens. <clears throat> yeah. We're not pro podcasters. We're just winging it. <laughs> yeah, no shit. I just, I, I, so well, let's, uh, let's talk about this year because I know we've covered a multitude of subjects over the last, uh, 11, 10, 11 months. Uh, so just so everybody knows we, this is the end of year closeout for us. We will, uh, be back with the podcast probably at the end of January we already have guests lined up and that kind of stuff. So we're, we're still recording. We're still going strong. We're just going to take the holidays off, probably take the month of January off and then get back into it at the beginning of February. Um, but we have, we have plenty of stuff lined up in the meantime, you know, the Facebook group is still going. The YouTube channel is still going. We just, we won't have any podcast episodes. You know, if you haven't listened to all of them, you have 85 to choose from at this point. So Go back and binge a couple. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, so <clears throat> I'm a little under the weather, but if on the other hear. end of it. But I guess today we really wanted to kind of wrap the season up, talk about our goals that we had set at the beginning of this year, where we stand with those goals, and kind of we haven't set our benchmarks for next year. <clears throat> However, I mean, we're just going to kind of build off of um, what we've done this year and uh, see where we can improve and where we want to focus our energy for next year. So um, with that being said, do you want to um, let well, yeah, us know what so, our goals were? <laughs> well, let, let's talk about uh, just right off the bat. We did 41 weddings in 2021. In some capacity, whether that was me second shooting, me lead shooting for people or us shooting our own weddings. So we really wanted to kind of pump the brakes and slow down a little bit in 2022. I will admit we swung that pendulum too far and we went a little ham with testing the market. We have an entire podcast episode about that about how we looked at the new England market and what we were doing to, um, try to see what we could do in order to uh, increase our prices, decrease our prices, that kind of stuff. And I'm, I'm flipping through our, uh, I'm going to say it's episode 66, check and adjust where we, we talked about what we did and how we were a little too overpriced for the people that were reaching out to us. So we, we readjusted our prices and that kind of stuff because of that. I, I believe it was because of that. It's my personal opinion. During booking season, we missed out on certain bookings just in general terms. Uh, so we did 
What what was our total count? It came to 12 or 13. We did. Well, we still have to shoot one wedding in December, but our totals for the year were 13 of our own booked weddings. And then I think it was 16 where you associate shot um, three, two of which were on your own. One of one I did with you. And then. um, Yeah, so that brought us up to like. 16 total weddings that we had some piece of. Yeah. And, um, we should have done. So it's, it's 12 of our own weddings. Now that I think about it, it's not 13, it's 12. Um, yeah, I see that look on her. Nobody can see the look on her face. I can, but yeah, it's 12. Um, but we should have done 15, And the reason why I can say things like this and what I really want to encourage everyone that's listening to do is understand your numbers. Like I can't stress this enough. I know pretty much down to the penny how much money we need to make in a year to live just like we're living right now. So that's not doing anything wild. That's not going to engages, but just how we should be living just in general terms. That's, you know, how much our cars are, cell phone, all of our business expenses, whether it's, um, they're bare bones, the things that we can't do without really. No, well, no. So I have two lists. I have the bare bones lists, which is like not having serious satellite radio, not investing into the 401k. Like I, I have a true bare bones list on what we need to survive. And then I have another list on, which includes all of our nice to haves. And we, we fell short a little bit this year. We were about three weddings short. And one of the biggest drivers to that is engage. So that's not to bash engage or anything like that, but engage was expensive. And we, uh, you know, we didn't have that factored in at the beginning of the year. So we came up a little short, but that's, you know, we have a savings account. That's what savings accounts are for. But I can tell you that we, we should have done 15 weddings vice 12, Yeah, which is I'm a not- good thing to understand and talk about. Like it's, it's important <clears throat> to know, like, Hey, we should have done X because I, I run into a lot of people. You're frozen. I run into I a lot of people that uh, t- talk to me about like, I'll ask them on mentoring calls. Like how many weddings do you, do you need to shoot a year? And they'll tell me as many as I can. And that's not a good answer. Like that's not, that's not understanding where your business is, where your business needs to be and that kind of stuff. So, you know, we, we just happen to fall short. So I'd highly encourage everyone to, understand where they should be and uh, aim for that target. Maybe a little bit more. So you have some, you know, you have different profit margins, that kind of stuff, but. Well, just to add to that. Did you want to say something? We also also didn't take on any contract work from outside vendors that we didn't know, such as like in the past, we worked for Olos and NST and stuff like that. And while it wasn't like our ideal gig, it was money in the bank and it was projects that we didn't have to edit. So it was kind of like just an extra fluff fund. And then this year we didn't do that. We only took on weddings from friends that were in a pinch and that we were available for, or if Phil wanted to just check in, second shoot with, you know, his buddy George or whatever. Um, on the flip side, we also had a full-time employee for the first time ever. And so the ebbs and flows of that and figuring out um, – Mind you, we projected for almost all of it. However, there are just certain things that you don't like take into consideration. So, you know, we fell short of our goal of 15 weddings, but we also had a lot more freedom with the the weddings that we chose. And I mean, we were a little bit picky with things now. Um, so did that cut into our bottom line? I think it did. But um, I don't think that we really lost. We came up short of our goal. But 
I think we like benefited in other ways. Yeah. I mean, look at it right now. We have, um, I'm editing the only <laughs> film that's in our queue. Like I'm, I'll right. be done with that next week. So, but at the, this episode will go out on so, Monday and by the time, you know, people are listening to, how can we have a lag in our own house? I don't know. It's really bad today. <laughs> this makes absolutely no sense. Sorry, listener. I've just, my head exploded right there. And now there's an awkward pause as I'm waiting to see if Brittany can hear me. <laughs> see what I'm saying? 85 episodes no, in. Can- 85 episodes in. No. So anyways, let's go back to like other things too. Like we did engage. We, we didn't like, um, I mean, I'd say that we budgeted for engage the first one. We're yeah. heading back for a second one in December. However, do me a favor, we, turn your video off and let's see if that, if that helps with the feed a little bit. Yeah. We'll just. Okay. Could have just sat down here next to each other and just handed each other a microphone. Yeah. Stop video. Okay. How am I sounding now? Better. Uh, It sounds much better. I think. Yeah, no, you were, we're talking in real time now. Okay. All right. Awesome. Okay. So what I was saying about engage is that we forecasted it was going to be expensive. We knew that heading into 2022, that our focus was not going to be so much on education this year and equipment that we were going to focus on networking and engage paid off. We did book a wedding from it. It was by far probably one of the best aesthetically most beautiful weddings that we have booked to date. Um, yeah, it was beautiful. We, yeah. The couple was amazing. Uh, and it was, it was a relationship that we made there with a photographer. Yes. So like, while it didn't pay for both of our engaged tickets, I, I definitely think that the relationship forged through that as well as other relationships that haven't like proven to be, like, I mean, we haven't cashed out on them, but I would definitely say that the relationship was well worth um, the experience. That being said, I don't know if it's something that you can afford to do all the time, just in hopes of forging relationships. I think that, you know, we're going to go to engage in December And I think that really the focus for us needs to be on fostering the relationships that we formed as well as, you know, doing um, more events if we can, but also staying kind of local. There's, I firmly believe that there's no reason to travel (laughs) outside of our geographical location if the money and um, the job is right down the street. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the benefits of living where we do. I mean, you know, we're, we're a quick drive to New York city. We're, you know, an hour from Boston, an hour and a half from anywhere on Cape Cod. We're an hour from Newport, Rhode Island. So we, we live in an area where people come to us. Then that doesn't mean that I don't want to travel. Like I'd love to do some weddings in Italy or Greece or something like that, but on the no, flip side, like we're we're doing just fine with just shooting local weddings too. So Yeah, and that's not to say that I wouldn't love to travel either. It's just like the more that I think about it, if work's paying me to go to Italy, of course, buy my ticket, I'm gone. However, like that's not a vacation and you don't really get to um experience all of the I don't know, the the awesome features of travel. Like Phil and I have traveled extensively together and that by far is still my favorite modes of transportation is just to do it for leisure and fun, not necessarily for work. Yeah. Let's talk about uh, 
goals. So I'm going to, I'm going to go through all of our goals one by one, and then we'll talk about, uh, how we did. Okay. I don't know why I like had a complete brain glitch right there on words, but, uh, so let's, let's say the first one is finalize the au pair and have a start date of May 15th, 2022. So that's completed. That's the full-time employee that Brittany was talking about. Um, so don't think that we hired in like an editor or something like that. This, this has to do with our au pair. Uh, so that, that goal is done. Check. Uh, I had a goal to lower our prices to book four more weddings in Q2 and Q3. So two weddings respectively. We didn't hit that. We We booked. Didn't we book one though? We booked one and one. Oh, so I, I think we booked, no, we didn't book any in Q2 and we booked one in Q3, which was the engaged wedding. And technically that wedding at, at the end of it, that's paid for our tickets like our, you know, the tickets to engage, not yeah. the trip, but it paid for the tickets to the, uh, for yeah. both of us. So yes. I consider that a W. Uh, let's see. I wanted, I had a goal to reach a thousand subscribers and 4,000 watch hours on our YouTube channel so we could get monetization. We've surpassed our 1,000 subs, but we are short on our watch hours. So we're still trudging along with that. So that goal is kind of 50-50. We had a goal to streamline the editing process with Brittany so we could get our delivery times down to two months. So So because we took on, so (laughs) yeah, we, we took on so few weddings this year, our delivery time has been under two months. In some cases it's been one month, uh, but that was without Brittany and not to not like throwing Brittany under the bus or anything. I just, I, it's been easier for me to just kind of cruise through everything because we just haven't had that many weddings. Yes. So this, this, yeah is also kind of like where we've kind of had to adjust, check and adjust for my role in the business. Like I really want to edit and take on a more like involved role in that. But it, what I have found is it's difficult for us. We don't have two like complete stations where um, Phil can be working on editing. And then, I mean, we have independent stations. I work on a lot of the um, in-house like administrative roles. And then Phil does a lot of everything, but mainly editing. And it just felt like we were kind of breaking up a process that didn't need to be broken up and that it was being like delayed and I would watch and I would learn, but I wasn't, um, uh, what what am I looking for? I wasn't actually applying it in like real time for myself. We just didn't have the amount of workflow, um, I feel, to make it really successful for us both to be like independently working on edits or anything like that. Like I was culling footage and putting it onto, I don't know, the timeline and everything else. Phil just has a very systematic way of doing it and he's very quick. And then he wanted to like hand it off to me and be like, okay, it's your turn. <laughs> that is true. You're like, uh, okay. We used and to then, call that the systematic approach to decision making is the technical and, term for it. <laughs> Yeah, but then it just, at this current, like, venture, it just hasn't really proven to be successful. Like, could well, it's we not have, even it's not successful. It's just not necessary. Yeah. I mean, so, we didn't put too much effort into it. Like, I'd still like you to edit John and Taylor's little snippet just so yes, you're getting familiar yeah. with things. But no, I definitely want to do John that. and Taylor is uh, Brittany's little brother and sister-in-law. So Yeah, they were married back in May. <laughs> But we right now we've just been focused on our clients, which is very important. They are 
our first priority. And then um, when I have a little more time and, I don't know, freedom to kind of work on it on my leisure, I'm going to do that as soon as we pump out our next film because we have a little bit of a break between and before our next wedding. And Phil will probably have this, our last film to date, out by mid-next week. If yep, not and then sooner. we're completely caught up. <laughs> so uh, I had a goal to start generating some revenue off of this podcast, uh, you know, whether it was affiliates, sponsors, mentoring, and that was successful. Check. Uh, we wanted to build relationships off of the Engage New Orleans trip. Check. Uh, I had a stretch goal. I wanted to book a $15,000 wedding just right off the bat. So no add-ons, no, just a, just a 15 K wedding. Haven't hit that yet, but that was part of that engage new Orleans trip, um, goal. We wanted to get Brit proficient in DaVinci resolve and isotope RX eight. Uh, I would say we did not meet that goal. The not proficiently. (laughs) Yeah. We wanted to, I had a stretch goal of attending engage Ireland in October. We did not go to that. However, we are going to dove mountain in December. Uh, so I'll check that as a yes, because the dove mountain one didn't exist when we had the Ireland one, when we wrote the goal. And then Brittany wants to feel comfortable on her own with her equipment. So I will ask you, Brittany, do you feel comfortable with your equipment? I think that this year I definitely made a lot of strides um, in feeling comfortable with my equipment. I think you've improved a lot. We have stuck with our FX3s for the entire season. Um, Yeah, which I do want to point out that at the beginning of this, you were like, we we weren't going to buy any new equipment and we were going to focus, you know, on networking instead of training when we completely switched over to Sony cameras. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, I think that my my, um, ideas of not purchasing equipment and yours are completely different. I know that we kind of recycle equipment wherever we can. Um, And what I mean by that is sell our old systems, put that towards our new systems. So I don't really know what the over-under was with what we um, paid for our new systems and what we got from our old systems and what we gave up and what we're using now. Um, I did do all the math on that months and months and months ago. And I want to say that out of the switch with selling and that kind of stuff. Like we, we were out of pocket, like three grand, something like that. Okay. So, I mean, it wasn't horrible. (laughs) No, it's not horrible when you consider, you know, camera systems and going from manual focus to, um, automatic and whatnot. I think it's made a, a load of difference for us. And I mean, there's also other things that we're noticing that we're like, where we're screwing up and like, oh, why are, why are we moving so much right there? And it's because between our, our monitor and our camera body, like our, our monitors aren't touch screen in the sense that they, they rely or they do feedback to the screen on the computer. Uh, the camera body. So we're like looking at the screen and it's not in focus. So then we have to adjust the camera body, which yeah, the touch the focus is on the body. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like it's just learning things about either learning how to work with the system that you have and adjusting to it or finding a better system um, that's not going to cause you to make such like jerky movements or whatever. But do I feel more confident in my equipment? Yes, I do. Good Lord. That was a really roundabout way of answering (laughs) that question right there. I know I had to bring it back. (laughs) I had to bring it back. Oh, the struggle is real over here. And we will be right back. Are you tired of aimlessly flipping through mediocre at best music for hours? 
Do you find yourself wasting valuable time on projects just trying to find that perfect song? Bring in Musicbed. The first time Britt and I looked at their library, I remember saying, we could use any of these. Musicbed has a massive library of elite musicians used by brands like Nike, Samsung, Apple, and ESPN. Having a hard time finding that perfect song? Reach out to a specialist who can help do the searching for you and create a list of songs specifically for your project. Imagine the amount of stress reduction you would have with music selection being a breeze. Imagine how much time you can save during an edit by having a massive library of meticulously selected songs. What would that do for your productivity or quality of life? Musicbed is your solution. Click on our link below to see our hand-selected playlist. Use code WVFB at checkout and get your first month free when you sign up. Musicbed was simply a lifesaver for us. Tired of paying an enormous price for your website? Are you paying more than 12 or 13 bucks a month for multiple websites? Because we're not. We use Cloudways. You can pick your own server, pay as you go, no lock-ins, and get a free SSL certificate. Cloudways uses WordPress applications, which are included in the price. Did I mention that they will migrate your website over for you for free? Plans start as low as 11 bucks a month. We run all three of our websites off of a Vulture server through Cloudways, all for half of what the leading website host costs per year for one. Save yourself time and money with Cloudways. Click on our affiliate link below to start your free trial. You'll never look back. We didn't. And now, back to the show. So let's look at it. We had nine goals that we set out at the beginning of the year. Uh, We successfully completed six Two of those goals, uh, we, I would say were 50, 50 and then one we did not meet. So overall, I'd say that's a pretty successful, pretty successful 2022. Uh, and this is why it's important to set goals and constantly go back and look at them because you can feel good about yourself. (laughs) Yeah. But it also is like a driver for your year. Like, I don't feel like we were lost oh, we should be here. We should be there. Or like, what are we doing? Or, you know, we're just shooting weddings to shoot weddings. Like next year, we know we need to shoot more weddings than we shot this year. But we also know like, hey, we there's some things that we want to do to the house. Um, Our focus for next year isn't going to be heavy on travel and exuberant vacations. Like we going to Disney. And But you know what? To be fair, like where our minds were when we did that for a lot of the activities we did this year were we were in lockdown for two years. And when the chains were broken, like we went ham and we we took our kids to Disney World and did in, crazy, in QuickBooks, you know, music you, festivals. Go, and if you look at our all of our data in QuickBooks, um, you can see we spent like $26,000 in travel this year. Like we went all over the place. Um, and w- Brittany and I love to travel just in general terms. Like I love traveling. You know, we, we go back to California here in a couple of weeks. That will be Brittany's third trip back to California this year. Um, we obviously went to new Orleans. We're going to Arizona. Uh, we went all up and down like the Northeast for weddings, you know, New York, of course, Massachusetts, uh, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, uh, Vermont. I mean, we, we've been all over the place this year, multiple times. So I'm perfectly okay with that. No, it's living. We were living and we're trying to make the most of, you know, traveling with our kids and, you know, we traveled with our au pair, which also meant that we had an extra mouth to feed. And, you know, I'm not complaining about anything. This is just life. And our expenses were pretty high this year, but considering what we've done over the last couple of years where we weren't doing anything, um, you know, I think we're just going to reel it back in for next year. Um, We're going to just shift our focus a little bit. We have. Yeah. Now the kids are in school, like Logan's in school, school, it's going to get more and more difficult to just travel all over the place willy nilly because he's going to be missing. You know, December is a perfect example. We're going to be gone for almost two weeks. Uh, please don't (laughs) rob my house. 
we, uh, <laughs> so we, you know, we got to pull Logan out of school for a minute. Yeah. But I, I think that 2022 just in general was, was a success. I, um, you know, I, I like where our business is headed for, for next year. Kind of my target is like 18 weddings is what I'm thinking, uh, just to be safe. And we have four booked. The goal right now is to have seven or eight booked by the end of the year. And right now we're well on target for that. Like we're cruising along because we noticed that the majority of our bookings for like 2023 will happen in like January, February, March is when we'll start really ramping up. But our inquiries have ramped up. Uh, We booked a wedding last night. So we, uh, it's just a matter of kind of wading through everything and getting everything moving for 2023. So, and not to like, I don't know, boast or brag or anything like that, but like, this has been a slow grow. Like I want to just say that the inquiries that were, that are coming in now are definitely more promising and they're in locations that we want to shoot in. Like last night we just got an inquiry for a location that has kind of been on the, like, I wouldn't say a dream list. We don't have a list like that, but a definite location that I would love to shoot at. And just having an inquiry means like we're heading in the right direction. We didn't yeah, I mean, book it yet. <laughs> yeah. Cause I've, I've <laughs> shot there before, uh, but I had to do a non-disclosure agreement, so I can't talk about it. Uh, but it's a beautiful venue and it's, it's definitely, it's a portfolio piece venue. So there's no doubt about that. But I Um, just wanted to say that like our narrowing down our focus, our branding, like I feel like everything is kind of coming full circle and like, it's been a lot of work. It's been a lot of networking. It's been a lot of money. It's been a lot of like focus on this stuff, but I do feel like we're starting to see kind of like the the silver lining in all of it. Like it's kind of starting to happen. Yeah. I mean, it goes back to, I harp on this all the time, knowing your ideal couple, uh, building relationships, having a solid website that, you know, I'm not saying our website is the best or, you know, by any means, um, <laughs> but having a website that can communicate effectively, like who you want to work with, why you want to work with them, um, you know, what you're doing to help them, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, like th- those are all things that we are constantly doing, constantly tweaking. Like I, I literally made a, an adjustment to the website, I think yesterday, day before yesterday. Like there's always these little like tweaks that are going on. Like I'll give you a really good example. The past like five or six couples that we've had, whether it's through their, their post booking questionnaire or, you know, just chatting with them, uh, for the storytelling sessions, that kind of stuff. They've all mentioned our colors are natural. Like they said that everything looks natural and they like that. So I've been shifting our branding to include the word natural. Because that is something that I've noticed consistently in the last few months that all of our couples are talking about. And we've really like refined the way that we do our colors. So they're they're becoming more consistent and they're becoming more of what I interpret. Us. Yeah, I mean, I I like it. And it's the way that I like to color, you know, color correct and color grade inside of Da Vinci. So that's becoming like part of our brand. And that's right. just something that we've steadily figured out over the last few years. It's not, we didn't come out the gate doing this by any means. Like we. Right. And that's exact kind of like everything that everyone tells you when you first start out is like, oh, you, you know, don't be yourself. And when you're figuring it out, you're figuring it out. You're figuring everything out being a, a business owner and everything like that, I just feel like we're starting to notice what's separating us from our 
not competition, but other videographers, people that are doing the same thing we are, we're like honing in on our style. Like Phil said, people are noticing the colors and how they're natural, but they're also noticing our stories. Like our films are heavily reliant on the narrative that we get from the day. We focus heavily on audio and Phil will cull through like trying to to find the bits and pieces that really evoke emotion in our films. And like one of the last films that we <laughs> we delivered, I feel like they kind of go through a cry test. <laughs> and, <laughs> and every time, like we sit next to each other when he's editing and every time like the dad would say like this specific line, I would just lose it. And it's just the mannerisms. It's the things that we're starting to like, I don't know, pay closer attention to the things that are, I, I really feel are separating our films from, from anyone else. Yeah. And that's not to say that everybody else is bad by no. any means. It's just our style. Yeah. You know, some people, yeah, we're, we're good friends with Mark and Valerie from Veiled in Motion and they do, um, insanely beautiful work. Their colors are different. Some people love their colors. You know what I mean? Like that's, that is the fit for some couples and we're the fit for other couples. That doesn't mean that I, that their work is bad. You know what I mean? Like I think their work is amazing. Uh, it's just, there are differences in the way that people do things and some people like it and some people don't. And that's why I'm a big proponent of there's no such thing as competition because if people like your work and they like you, they like your style, they're going to book you. You know, if they don't like our style, they don't like our vibe, then they're going to book somebody else. I don't view that as, you know, Oh, I lost somebody to say, you know, Valerie by any means. Like, I just think that they were a better fit for them. Like that's, that's kind of how I look yeah. at it. Like I don't, we're friends with the vast majority of the people that are in our direct market. Like we get dinner with everybody and we hang out. It's more than that though. Too. Cause there's so it's many weddings. It's pointless like, to say that we're competing. <laughs> there are so many weddings we've gotten an, for one specific date. We just booked it. What? September 23rd. Um, we literally got September 23rd, five inquiries for that date, like within days of each other. And I was like, oh, well, we don't really have to worry about this date. This date's definitely going to get booked for us. Like I just didn't know who or when. Um, and that's not to say, I mean, that's also to say that we have many inquiries coming through that don't go anywhere. And, yeah. you know, we're not booking everything and I don't want to book everything. I want to book what's right for us, the couples that we resonate with, the couples that um, find value in our work. Nowadays, I really just want to book couples that have seen our work and have like studied it a little bit <clears throat> and have noticed something that drew them to us, like where they're where they're to the point where they reached out. I don't, I'm not really about anyone that's just price shopping because I know that there's a lot of that out there. But like, I, I just feel like when we hit the nail on the head with our clients, that the experience all around is so much better. Yeah, the, I, the work day... I was it's just going to say that the, the day itself is, it's so much easier. Everybody gets along. Everybody's working well together. It's synergistic, if you will. Uh, yeah. It's no, it's, it's very, it makes the edit easier because you feel this connection with them and you're like, oh, you know, I remember when this happened and then this happened and blah, blah, blah. And then you start to weave like that narrative and that storyline together because you have a connection with them. And that's one reason why we started to deviate away from uh, shooting for like these large box companies. And because we have no 
connection whatsoever with the couple. And that makes it very hard to do stuff on the day because you don't know anything about them. Like you're just kind of off to the side, just recording and hoping that you're going to get something good to give off to an editor that you've never seen before. Who wasn't at the event, who knows absolutely nothing about the couple either. And And again, there's, there's nothing wrong with working for them. So I'm not, I'm not bashing them, you know, by any means, I'm just saying that we, we grew to a point to where we knew what we liked, what we liked to shoot, who we liked to work with. And that just didn't fit our model anymore. But while we were doing it, it paid very well. You know, it paid the bills and I, I wouldn't discourage people from doing it at all. There are some people that love that. Yeah. They make shoot, a career out of that. And yeah, they shoot Saturday, Sunday. Wrong with that. They do, yeah, they don't work any other day. They're not editing anything. They just, they work Saturday, Sunday, do their thing. And then they're, they're off the rest of the week. Yeah. But to, to your point, I, I did like the money. I liked how it was fast <laughs> and kind of like not non-obligatory, but I didn't like showing up to somebody's wedding and not knowing them. Like that felt very foreign to me. It's a very special day. It's an intimate day where you're experiencing like a lot of like charged emotions. And I hated like telling people that I didn't know like to do things. And like there was a specific time I remember like asking the bride to do something and she just kind of was like, oh, you're not supposed to talk to me. (laughs) I was like, all right, I'm done. (laughs) I'll just video from the corner. But that that means that you have like, uh, like that's not the the imagery though either that my brides want. They want the like, I don't, they want our style. They want our like contact. They want our ideas and they value our input. And so that's just kind of, I want to say that that was probably one of our last weddings that we did. Yeah. I mean, no, it's just, it's, I, I love what we're doing now. And I think that we're, we're on a really good trajectory. I think that we've built some really good relationships with planners, other vendors, that kind of stuff. And they're genuine relationships too. Like, that's the other thing. Like, I don't, I don't view, uh, say our friendship with Renee is, you know, if we never book a wedding with Renee, I wouldn't be mad. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't be like, oh, shucks. Like that's, you know, like it's, we're friends. Like I, you know, I'm perfectly cool just going out and boozing. So having a good time bitching about the industry with another industry professional with no strings attached and no like. No judgment. No judgment. Uh, What else do you want to talk about? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I think, uh. Moving forward next year, like I said, we have, we still haven't like figured out our goals. We will take a day, Phil and I, and we will go do that. Um, And, you know, that's an important thing that we do. And it sets forth like the path for next year. Um, Other than that, the podcast, we do have some guests lined up for next season and we're going to figure out kind of like what, what our path moving forward with that is. And we're just always looking for the next thing, the next opportunity. So, you know, you're, you've been doing mentoring for quite a while now, and that seems to be really successful. And, you know, I think the, the tried and true or the, I don't know. The thing that makes it stand out to me is that all of your mentees, protégés, they keep coming back. So they're getting value from the things that you're telling them. And I think I see that you're enjoying it. Um, I don't know if you're what your thoughts are on any more mentors or mentees. Well, I, I have five that I do consistently every month. 
And uh, so I'm not really sure how we're going to expand or anything like that, but I love doing it. I could tell you that much. I love watching other people's business grow. You know, I love getting an email from somebody saying, Hey, you know, I just, just charged my first ever $3,000 wedding. Uh, Or, you know, last night I had a call and he started it off with, I just wanted to tell you what, how much value I've been getting out of this. And this isn't me trying to shamelessly plug mentoring. I would highly encourage in any field that you're in to mentor with somebody that is a few steps ahead of you, just because we can save you time. Like rather than you figuring it out on your own, we can save you time by just saying like, Hey, we tried that. It didn't work. This is probably a better way of doing it. Um, so, you know, that's like the whole thing with, you know, I just did a video for YouTube on a DaVinci Resolve project, uh, settings. And it's because I've been using DaVinci now for a couple of years and I've gotten to the point to where like, I have like a pretty good system down and is in that video embedded in the description, you just click on a link, give us your email, and I send you one of my empty project shells, which has everything that I talked about in it. And that's free. Like, that's just, here you go, have it. Because it just puts you a little farther ahead uh, than what you were. Like, it saves you time by, you know, doing all these bins and dragging clips in and doing all this other stuff. Like, you can just click import. Like I enjoy doing that stuff. Like I, I enjoy like process improvement and that kind of stuff. Like just making things more streamlined. That was a completely weird <laughs> tangent, but whatever. It's my podcast. Um, yeah. So is there, I mean, anything else that you want to add? <laughs> I, I you were going like- to say, was there a point to what you were just talking about? <laughs> no, no, well, no, not really. <laughs> I, my main points that I wanted to bring up was just like, where we succeeded, where we fell short, um, the benefit. I mean, we harped on Engage for a very long time. We're still talking about it. I mean, that should go to We're going sh- back. show you how much value we put into it and what we expected to get out of it. And I do think that like we did or we're just trying to justify to ourselves mentally that we (laughs) were making the right decisions. But, um, however, we are going back. And I think after this next one, we'll kind of like reevaluate. Well, Brittany, hold on. Let's Brittany, Brittany made me promise that I would no longer put the engaged trips on the credit card that I would have saved enough money to just pay for the engaged trips outright. Yes. I think no more sporadic engaged trips. We have to be more calculated and that's, and I agree. Uh, you know, we shouldn't just, I, I would highly encourage that no one is just willy nilly racking up credit card debt. Uh, so no, and especially opinion. not to like keep up with the Joneses. It has to make financial, um, sense. <clears throat> to yeah, you, I, your you business, know, I, your I would family. definitely, yeah, when whenever it comes to purchases and that kind of stuff, like I definitely would recommend looking through the lens of return on investment. Like, is what I'm doing or what I am buying going to have some kind of, you know, is the net present value going to be in the positive? Yeah. So, and we all have things and trips that is definitely that come the up. financial side in me. Um. You know, we didn't necessarily plan on going to California so many times this year, but both of my brothers got married and it was kind of like one of those things that we had to factor in. Um, Not exactly something that I, I necessarily would have planned on doing, but, you know, that costs us. That costs us a lot of money as a family yeah. to go to California. Especially right now. And Airfare. Gas, car rental. Yeah, I feel like everybody is feeling the pinch in one way or another. Whether, you know, I'm not looking forward to go to California to spend an arm and a leg on gas, let alone a rental car. So. Yeah, it's like $3 more a gallon out there than what it is here. Yeah. So, I mean, I know that everybody all around the country are facing... 
um, price hikes in all different areas. But um, I think that in general, um, to completely change topics, like we'll be back next season around January. And uh, I guess stay tuned. (laughs) Yeah, we'll definitely, we'll do an episode on our Engage trip. Our recap might launch that. Uh, like mid-January is kind of a little bonus episode. And then we'll probably get rolling with everything, you know, just like normal in the February timeframe. So. Yep. And then we'll kind of have a better say, idea. Toodaloo, motherfuckers. Like, I don't, however. <laughs> <laughs> I hope all of you have seen The Hangover and you understood that reference. <laughs> All right. Yep. I don't have much more to add. All right. Well, as usual, we hope that everyone is staying safe and healthy. Uh, Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, If you're a wedding videographer, don't forget to join our private Facebook group, Wedding Videography for Beginners. Uh, You know, if you want, if you're interested in mentoring, you know, don't hesitate to reach out. Uh, We hope everybody is staying safe and healthy, like I just said two seconds ago. And we will see you in a couple of months. Yeah, have happy holidays. Yeah, happy holidays, everybody. Out. Bye-bye. Are you backing up your footage? Is it seamless, running in the background, and easily available? Bring in Backblaze, the world's easiest cloud backup. Our workflow is so simple. We offload our footage onto our external drives. Then that evening, the files automatically start backing up into the cloud. There's nothing else for us to do. Imagine having the peace of mind that your footage is stored off-site in a safe location where you can easily retrieve it from your browser and that it is crazy affordable. That's Backblaze. Click on our affiliate link below and get one month free.